Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. My name is Aaron Warby, and I am here with Karina Warby. Hello. For those of you that have been following us for a little while, today on the Bulls and the Bears, I will be the bear, and that leaves Tarina with all the bull. That's right. I'm full of bull. (laughs) You caught me right in a yawn. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) We're boring you already. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, actually, we've got an exciting show today. Now, this one I expect to be a little bit shorter on this podcast. All right. But I did want to get to it this week um, because there has been a lot of talk by the media one way and by the experts another way. Yeah. It's kind of, you don't know who to believe. Well, isn't that typical in the news? (laughs) Yeah. So the media has been talking a lot about the the new bull market and here we are into a bull market. Well, it is up. There are there are yep. stuff that's Technic- up. Yeah, just like we're technically not in a recession. Yeah. Even though everybody's feeling the recession, we're also technically in a bull market by the numbers. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the problem with that is, is that the experts, those that have been around for a long time, are looking at it saying, we should never be this, you know, this is, this is ridiculous. This is crazy that we're yeah. this high. Right. So headline. A billionaire investor who predict, predicted the 08 crisis and post-COVID inflation spike, which, by the way, was not hard. I, even I called that one. <laughs> right? You're like, so I don't know if he's Come a genius on. or what, right? <laughs> even I did it. That's there right. you go, right? See, but this guy sees significant uh, recession risk and prolonged period of low asset returns. All right. Now, what happened? Low asset returns prolonged low asset returns. This is something that at least the current generation has has never seen before and is abs- they're absolutely dumbfounded that it could even happen, which is probably why the markets have been floating as well as they have, all right? <laughs> as much bad news as we get, as, mm-hmm. as bad as the numbers get, and the market still kind of floats up. Well, it kind of reminds me of the, the 20s when it was just the roaring 20s. Everybody was mm-hmm. like, in the Gilded Age. Everything's going great. Everything's going to go that. great. Da, 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 you know, and things like that. Well, you had the Gilded Age, I believe, in the 1800s, late 1800s. And yes. then you had um, the roaring 20s in the 19, um, in the early 1900s. And it's really funny because my kids are like, well, back in the 1900s in your day. Like, you know, and I'm all, what? I used to say that like. For the 1920s. Back in the last century, Now I feel like Mom. my grandmother, and I'm like, I'm not even the age of my grandmother, and I'm feeling old. But anyway, so um, anyways, a little turn of the century humor there. Um, now I don't know where I was going. Anyways, it kind of just reminds me of the 1920s when everything was up, 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 and everything couldn't get any better. And everybody just, you know, it's always going to be up. It's always going to be wonderful, you know, and it's always a party. It's always the bling. You know, well, and right. and the thing is, is that it, it's not always the bling, and we have to be, we have to be prepared. Those who were savvy enough to say, "Hey, wait, everything's getting overinflated," mm-hmm. were the ones who got out of the markets and did something with went into cash. I mean, that's how we got the radar. Just just yeah. think about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. and um, you know, the, so the thing is, is that is that this did happen during the 20s. Mm-hmm. And just like during the 20s, you know, they said the exact same thing. Well, you can't look at the past and say, and and use the same formulas that you did back then to tell us what's going to happen in the, in the market. It may be today. a little bit different, but <clears throat> well, it may not. I mean, yeah. I mean, now more people are in the markets with the computers and things. And I get that. I get that. But it, it causes yeah. me a little hesitation. Yeah, well, so just like, um, you know, Tolstoy said in his book, mm-hmm. he said, he said, 
every happy family is happy for a different reason. But every sad family, no, he said every happy family is happy for the same reason. But every sad family is unhappy for a different reason. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to the same thing. Now, the last words were mine, not Tolstoy's, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it all comes down to the, to the same thing. And when we, when we look at it, the thing is, is that, that every time we have a massive downturn in the market, a big downturn in the market, it's for a different cause. Mm-hmm. But it all comes back to the same thing. Okay, uh, The foundation is simply not right. And here we have the foundation not being right. So back in the 20s, you know, they were saying, well, this is a new economy and you can't look at the old economy and say that it's going to happen again. And then, of course, we had the Great Depression. Yeah. And what wasn't right? Well, then the numbers were just not right. And here we I mean, have, people were borrowing to invest. People were yeah. putting their land on the line to invest in things. I mean, you had way, people with old, old money who lost everything Mm -hmm. yep and so here we've got a market you know and what the way we need to look at anything and 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 especially the market is Mm -hmm. is that the market is simply a conglomeration of the gdp Mm -hmm. right gross domestic product because these are the companies that produce the stuff that are producing the production right and ensuring ensuring jobs and the gdp and saying hey our country is a safe country to invest Mm -hmm. in and to buy goods and sell goods and things like that yeah so when the market is moving faster than the GDP, right, it's more valuable than the GDP is growing, ah. then you've got a problem. Okay. So if you have growth in the GDP of, and this year it's been terrible, you know, um, we're looking at 1% growth. Mm. Now, that's not real real growth, all right, because GDP is measured in dollars. Okay. And so the thing is, is that year over year, we have 4.5% inflation rate. But the GDP is only up one percent. So that so now so we're actually like... we're down three point five percent. Right, and so the growth in the markets is is simply. I mean, the growth in the markets is way outshining what what we're seeing in the GDP. Mm-hmm. That that's a mismatch, and eventually it gets corrected. All right, but it doesn't get corrected until people start waking up. And buying, the, you know, the, so they're overbuying, they're overbuying, but they don't know it. Mm-hmm. You know, what you've got is, is uh, you know, kids with their, their mom's credit card, uh, you know, there in, in, at the mall, and they're buying everything that they see because they want everything that they see. I don't know if they're Sooner going to the mall. Later, it might be Amazon. <laughs> whatever they do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Our daughter still goes to the mall with her friends. She does. She really she does. doesn't. She wants to be with her friends. But, but we don't give her our credit drive. cards. We don't. We're like, it's your babysitting You've got money. your own card. That's right. Go <laughs> so and take you that. use that. <laughs> yeah. But, but this, the markets that we're seeing now are, are kind of like uh, the kid with their parents' credit card. And eventually that credit card is either going to run out or the parents are going to take away the card. Yeah. Right? You simply can't outspend the GDP for an extended period of time. So, you know... I mean, so that, all these experts the are sitting here going, when is it going to happen? Because right. they're just going, man, we're just out, you know, yeah, it doesn't matter what numbers you look at. It's not good if you know what what you're looking at. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're making new rules. I mean, you know, fiat yeah. money, that kind of seems like a made up <laughs> rule, too. But yet we're living it in the United States. And so is yeah. the rest of the world. And they have their money pinned to the dollar. Yep. So one of our instructors, you know, Kelly Boykes, um, mm-hmm. he, he's famous for saying, and I absolutely agree with him, yeah. the market is not the economy. That's right. 
But eventually, the market does reflect the economy. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Okay? So don't look at what's happening in the economy and expect the market to be right there with it. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen. The market can float for a long time in a really bad economy and all of a sudden crash. And that's why you got to watch the charts. And, exactly. and understand how to read the, the charts. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what you're going to be looking for of where is the markets are. <laughs> the charts right. tell the story of where the markets where are the markets at this are. moment. Yeah, obviously you're going to feel the pain of the recession and feel the pain of inflation before it actually reflects in the markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. All right, but eventually the markets will get a clue and catch up. Eventually. It's going Mm -hmm. to take something to wake them up. And so Mm -hmm. you look at the reports, you see what's coming out, you look for big failures. That's your cue as to when things are probably going to go down. All right. Well, but we just had the banking industry where they had more bank failures than when? 2008. 2008. And 2009 combined. Yeah, in 2009. And nothing happened. (laughs) So I was like, oh, here it comes. And it didn't happen. I mean, there was, you know, bailouts and stuff like that. But it it was one of those things. So I'm just wondering what the industry... You know, what it will well, be. Yeah, and again, you know, back in 2008, we had the general, those, uh, let's just say this, uh, the ones that were actually trading and investing in total had an overall uh-huh. better understanding of what the stock market actually was and how to do it. We have a whole bunch, you know, that we, the, the fir- further we get into um, where people can trade their own money and right. start trading their own money. Mm-hmm. You know, so people couldn't trade their own money. They had to go mm-hmm. to a broker before 1996. Mm-hmm. That was when the internet came about. Yeah. Now, a decade later, 2008... Well, the internet came about a little bit earlier than that, but uh, yeah. But that's when, it, that's when we really had... Uh, that, I, that's I should when people say that in, start. in 1996 is, is when we had online trading actually happened okay, oh, okay. That, that's when the general populace was invited to the party where you didn't have to go through a broker okay all right now a decade later a little bit more than that we've got a whole bunch of new people in the markets that can trade online but still the vast majority of retail traders are are relying on their brokers okay that's not true in 2023. And so you have a whole bunch of people who have absolutely no idea what is going on in the market. They don't know how to read the reports. They don't know what they're doing. And so you're seeing things that make zero sense, which actually makes sense that things aren't making sense. Because if the people that are trading and investing have no idea what something should be priced at or what a bad report is or what it means or, mm-hmm. or what's going on, then they simply keep buying through the bad news. Yeah. Like bank failures. Yeah. That's they, bad. They, they're like, well, it's not a big deal. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous because <laughs> I've seen bank failures, you know, when I was a little kid and stuff. Right. And so I was like, where it was a big deal and it was all over the news. Yeah, Everybody's freaking out. It's always been a big deal and in the past. I just remember this news report where someone was like, I just... They just pulled up to the bank to get their money out, and they're like, and my bank closed. I don't know what to do. And I was like, wait, that can happen? I mean, I'm like this little girl, and I'm all, oh, my gosh. You know, my mom's like, oh, I hope our bank's okay. You know, and it was. But, um, yeah. And just to let you know, the Globex E-Trade started Uh in 1992. So isn't that interesting? It is. It so, just was not widely used. It wasn't. It All wasn't. Right. It launched its to, platform. Yes, people had to get to get to the point. In fact, um, they had to learn. Right. In fact, um, online trading it. academy was established in 1997. Okay. And it was in, established in 1997 because back then you needed a faster 
you need a fast connection to actually trade in the markets. Oh, so you, you can have the like, the ee. Right. Yeah. If you, if you were hearing the ee. Yeah. Then that was too slow to actually trade trade. And so, okay. and if you're listening to this and you're young, um, just let you know. Yeah, you're thinking, what in the world what is that? that? That was the sound when you were like excited because now you're getting online. <laughs> I'm on like, the World, world Wide, Wide Web. Web. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm online. This is great. I'm going to check my email, right? Google. <laughs> no, I don't know if they had Google yeah, then. Oh no, I don't yeah. remember. I remember trying to pull AOL up AOL yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. We, when we had email. And we yeah. would try and check it. And we'd, we'd say, all right, check my email. And then we'd go make a sandwich. And by the time we got back, the emails are loaded. Okay. Right? Then you guys had horrible telephone connection <laughs> service because I click it and I look at something for like a minute and then I would be like, oh, there it is. It's uploaded, you know, or, or I type in my password and it would take like 30 seconds for it to load and then another 30 seconds and then right. another 30 seconds to get into your email. So yeah, your family had really bad Oh, Telephone no, connections. no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, it, it was, not it my was fine, but <laughs> yeah, it, I know. yeah, I'm making a point here. You're making okay? a point. It took because forever. Because even emails took a while. And so you wouldn't want to use, like, trade you, need, you wouldn't want to trade with that. Yeah, because you'd yeah. be, the movement would have passed you by right. the time. Okay, well, right. let's get back anyway. onto this. So basically, you were talking to an older, well, well, yeah, so, a trader so who's was, been around the same amount of time as you. I, I was. Uh -huh. I, let, me, let me get there. All right. The, oh, sorry. The point is, is that is that the further we get into the information age and the more people that we have that that are trading but have no idea what they're doing, right, have never been trained, aren't going through brokers. They're simply starting out, hey, obviously, I'm going to be a genius and I'm going to start trading even though I've If no I just put my I'm money doing, in, I'll get yeah. something out All and I, I hold on forever. All I have to do is pick the right company. And right. so if it's in the headlines, I'm going to, I'm going to go and get that. Right. Right. Well then under those circumstances, then anytime uh, a reporter says, Hey, these stocks might be good. Then all of a sudden they start going up. Right. Yeah. And, and so the only financial intelligence is what am I being fed? I'm going to go buy that. Mm -hmm. uh, now th that doesn't make any sense even when you're saying it like that, but that's well, it exactly also what's causes happening. businesses to actually stable businesses to become unstable. Yes. Because it's, I mean, the stock market just whips them around too because that money, you know, well, what people feel about and think about their Yeah, it, it, it more, it more um, entices really them to lie than anything else, right? So <laughs> companies can only issue stock and so they only really gain from stock during either IPOs or subsequent um, mm -hmm. filings. Yeah. Now that doesn't happen very often. And so when you're buying stock, you're not actually buying it from the company. You're buying it from somebody who bought it from somebody who bought it from somebody who bought it, who bought it from the company, mm -hmm. right? And it's been traded several times um, or reinvesting, but you're not actually buying it from the company. So if the stock price goes up, is that actually feeding the company more money? No, it's not. Mm, okay. Right? Mm -hmm. But it is feeding somebody else more money. People, so it, they're just being speculators. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, now, the so, companies do want the shareholders to do well, and so they will make sure that their reports look good, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or that they're managing their media to make their stock goes up because the CEOs, by and large, are paid partially based on, um, based on what's... Yeah, what's called what's called options, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so they get options for uh, for the stocks uh, for a period of time. Mm. They can exercise their options. So when the stock price goes up, those are more valuable. They can exercise their options at a low price and immediately sell it for a high price. Mm -hmm. And so they get paid partially 
based on the stock price. Mm. So it makes them want to give better news than that actually out there, or at least soften the. So it news. creates honesty, is what you're not dishonesty. saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying. It well, and honesty. I think that that really brings a, a point, you know, because when the writers at Disney went on strike, and they're and then they're like, we recorded conversations where they were talking to bigwigs who lend them money, and they're like, they were saying they were giving all these projections, yet they can't give us a raise. I'm all, yeah, because they're lying through their freaking teeth right now. And they're by like, the way, those are. Pro- Projections. Those are projections. They're like, yeah, we're going to be amazing. This is what we think is going to happen. You know, we know we're going to make this. You know, it was a sales call, basically. They're like, <laughs> give us more money so that we can do all these things. And so they're like, we know you have money. I'm like, they maybe don't they money. don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, that's that's at least what I was thinking when I was reading yeah. that article. I was like, um, I don't think they do. I think, no. you know, I think COVID's hit everybody kind of hard and everybody's kind of trying to hide it in a way. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, the, the market, the majority of the market, even though the um, S&P is up 11% on mm-hmm. the year, that that actually comes down to just five companies doing well. Everything else is doing poorly. It's just going sideways. Okay. Um, and, and what Which you're aren't seeing, blue chips, but I look at them as blue chips at this time period. But yeah, yeah if anybody <laughs> listens, they'll be like, oh, yeah, roll so their eyes Apple, and be like, Tarina. Amazon. But- Right, yeah. Nvidia, Microsoft, Nvidia, Microsoft. Yeah, uh, these are the five companies that are up. Everything else is kind of going sideways. Now, in a sideways market, it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's kind of it's, range it's bound, and sometimes you don't it, know. But only if you're a stock trader. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's the good news for those of you that know what's going on. This has been a beautiful time uh, for covered calls. Yeah, options. If you had yeah. stock, so if you know what you're doing, if you had options, stock and then you're doing a cover call and you're like, hey, if yeah. it gets up to here, then I'll sell it to you. But if it doesn't, I won't, you know, right. or what, what not, you know, or, and stuff. So right. So so what you're doing with covered calls is you're you're kind of renting out your stocks. Yeah, right? I really like. You said something. You said Airbnb in your stocks, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. That's totally <laughs> what you're doing. You're Airbnb in your stocks, and you're like, yeah, you can. You might be able to buy my stocks if you want for a fee, but yeah. So, so basically, what you're doing is you own the stock, and it can you you know it's just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Now that's not a great thing to do, just doing nothing. So, what if you could kind of rent it out for a little while? You still want to keep it, but you can rent it out. That's kind of what a covered call is. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is you're saying, all right, I own the stock, and if it ever gets to this price. I am going to go ahead and sell it to you. We'll make an agreement that I'll sell it to you at a much higher price than I actually bought it at. But when it, if it gets to that price within this time frame, two weeks, mm-hmm. maybe a month, mm-hmm. all right? And what you're doing is you're picking a price where it's very unlikely to get to. Yeah. And you know that if it gets to that price, then it's an anomaly and it's going to drop right back down. Yeah. Okay? And and it's like, and so like if it does get called away from you and the no person's problems. like, yeah, I'm going to take it. You're so you like, sell it for, you the, sell high it price, for the high let price, let it go back down, buy it back up. Buy it back no up. No problem. Buy it back up at a, at a lower price and, and you've kept your profit. And so mm-hmm. you're just continually doing that. And so like, it's great. It's almost like rent to own your apartment. Like, hey, you can come and take a vacation if you like it. You know, we can settle on a price that I'd be willing to... S- you know, like before you come on the vacation, you yeah. know, you know, yeah, you could buy it for this price after you stay here. And then the people were like, 
oh, it hasn't gone up in value enough, so I'm not going to buy it. But yet they still paid you that premium to be there for two weeks. They've, t- right. they've paid you that price. Yeah, so we were looking at a couple of these the other day, and there was uh, there was one of the companies that we looked at. It hasn't gone anywhere since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. All right? But if you were doing covered calls on a bi-weekly, or, yeah, on a, on two, two times a month, right, a bi-weekly mm-hmm. basis, um, and you kept that up throughout the year at, cur- at current prices, mm-hmm. you'd pull in 12% on that stock. Really? Where it hasn't gone anywhere. Okay. That would be pretty great, honestly. Yeah. Um, the, and now Tesla has gone down. And, and realize that okay. if something goes up, if, if you get 10% out of the market, like... Then you beat the market. You've beat the market. Mostly. And you've, usually you've beaten the market and you've made your goal for the year on that stock. So if you'd done it in the first six months... Well, well, no, no, heck, no. In you this know. case, you would have had to do it all 12 months. At the oh, all prices. 12 yeah. months. So, well, so heck, you still did it. That's fabulous. Yeah. But on a stock that hasn't moved anywhere, that's not bad. No, on a stock that right. hasn't moved anywhere, that's excellent. And then yeah. if it's a dividend stock, then you're also getting those dividends that's in. That's exactly right. You're getting and a double dividend. You're getting a dividend. So you <laughs> have created your own dividend by putting an option on those stock, those stocks, and then you get the company dividend as well. That's and they're right. like, here you go. And that's what as I was long as showing. it doesn't get called away from you, because if it gets exactly. called away from you, then those people might get the dividend. Yeah. So I was looking at company, um, a yeah. company is called ET Energy Transfer. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a limited partnership. <laughs> They've got a dividend of nine point three eight percent right now. Yeah. And it would have worked out um, that uh, this one also, if you were doing a biweekly covered call, you you could also get you know one percent a month. Ooh. So now you've got a dividend of nine point three eight a a covered call of 12% on the year. And if you're doing the math with me, that's 21% pickup on on that stock. Excellent. All right. So covered calls, especially that's in the That's way better markets, than the market. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> covered calls, and especially in sideways markets, um, you know, tend to offer much lower risk than normal, but mm-hmm. also um, continue to pay off. You know, I mean, they... Well, they're, they're how to handle, how to profit in a sideways market. Yeah. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. So if you don't know how to do it, it might be worth you learning. Yeah. Okay. We happen to teach it mm-hmm. here because we teach options here. And we have a great and options teachers. instructor. That's right. Who, Sue. Sue, who was like, who grew up in the stock market. Like she actually worked for a brokerage house doing options. And so she's, she's really great at that. Yeah. So anyway, back to the headlines. Okay. <laughs> You're like, yeah, whatever. And I'm no, all, no, she no, really she is. She really I, I is Sue. great, That's dude. Great. She's great. And, and you should come in and you should, you should uh, learn how to do options. And she and loves Sue options. She's super excited options. about options. There yes. you go. And Kelly can teach you how to trade in the stock market. And he loves it. Like it's, this is his thing. He's like, I love teaching people how to trade in the stock market. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's just amazing. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm done. Anyway, I'm done. Back to the headlines. This I, I may just, not be a slow pot. This may not might, be a may not be a short short one. Yeah. one. There okay. you go. Because we have two other things that I want to cover really fast. Okay. All right. Um, but yes, we. I won't interrupt anymore. <laughs> no, <don't. laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so ahead. we have s- significant recession risk and mm-hmm. and a prolonged term of uh, you know prolonged period of low asset returns. And that's what this guy is saying. Mm -hmm. Now we've gone through this before. Yeah. Okay. In fact, we would go through this after recessions historically, long periods of recovery um, until 2009 when the Federal Reserve decided it was its job to to make sure that the market was going in the right direction, which is up, right? Okay. 
And that's what happened in 2009. And so from 2009 to 2021, 2022, Mm -hmm. that's what the Federal Reserve was doing. Every time the market started to dip, they juiced the market and it goes back up. Right. right? And we have the longest bull run in history. And we can see why they did it at COVID. I mean, we can see why they did it in 2009, too, because it would have really... But we've got to get some of the hurt to stabilize. Is that what you're saying? Well, no. So for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Okay. Okay. So... COVID may have been necessary, but there is a price to pay. You print money, no, you've no, got no, inflation. not COVID the disease. COVID the, the time frame, the time frame where right? they inflated the markets with money, where they printed money. And right, inflated. they print money, and while it was necessary, if you're going to not let people go to work, right, right, you, you, the people still have to eat, mm. they still have to buy stuff, and so they print money. But now there's a price to pay because every penny of that will be accounted for by inflation. Yes. Only it's going to affect everyone's long-term financial outlook, meaning that it will lower by the same amount we printed Ugh. overall in buying yeah. power. Yeah. All right. And that's how it's going to be accounted for in inflation. Mm-hmm. So they print trillions of dollars. Fine. Trillions of dollars need to come out of people's pockets one way or another. And if they're not going to tax us and, and burn that money, then what's going to happen is that it's going to show up in inflation for over the period of, of several, several years. Mm-hmm. And we will have trillions of dollars of fewer, you know, of buying power disappear on us. Mm-hmm. So for people that have already put all of that money into their retirement accounts, and now mm-hmm. they're looking at it saying, well, wait, is that going to last me? Mm-hmm. Then if you're questioning that n- now, the answer mm-hmm. is probably no. You need to do something about it. Probably no. Right? Probably not. Yeah. Maybe. You, you need to start growing that at a faster pace. And so. Or it, cut back. Or cut back your spending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all up to you. Yeah, whichever one you want. Right <laughs> now, I think it's safer to probably grow it at a faster pace, right? Rather than start cutting back because you never know how high it's going to go. That's true. Right. Um, at any rate, yeah, the retired won't be able to absorb that kind of a decade of non-growth plus not having. And and I think that's my point. All right, mm-hmm. if we're going to have another decade of of low growth, right? Then these poor. Uh, retirees are looking at both inflation and low growth mm-hmm. and they're already on a fixed income that's not good for them yeah. you simply have to figure out how to do that and that's why i'm bringing up um you know covered calls yeah so look it up uh figure out how to do it or um how about you maybe just come in and and we teach you how to do it yeah and you can call Eight four four eight trader. We've got we've got we've got a free class. All right. You can give us a call, or you can just go to www.tradingacademy.com and you'll find a class near you. Okay, www.tradingacademy.com. Free three hour class. Now you're not going to learn how to do covered calls in a three hour class. This All is right. just giving you a broader market overview yeah, th- that this we helps can... you understand how the market works yeah. and what is available. And then from there you get to decide is this actually something I want to learn? Yeah, is it like worth we my have time? a three day class right. that like gives you a little bit more in depth of the markets and what you can do in the markets. And then we have our, our other classes that we teach that are really in depth and and those are the classes that people sign up to become um, students. Yeah. And so during these period of, of sideways um, markets, you know, if you go into uh, the experts who can't use all of the tools that you as an oh, individual yeah. can, then they're going to have to look at things and say, well, we're not looking at growth in the near future. 
but you're still fixed income. How about we put you into something like an annuity? And let me tell you, today I was we were saying something about annuities, and there was a, a lady who was like, oh, I used to sell those, and she rolled her eyes, and she was like... Not for me, man. Not for me. I would never me. buy it because she used to sell them. Because she used to sell them, and she's like, I want to buy them. They're not worth... And, and we, I was just shocked that someone who had sold them would say that, but, I, you know, she was young, and... and yep, and, she, wouldn't, she wouldn't do whole life I, for herself, and she wouldn't do those because she knew an how annuity. it worked. And she was like... It, wasn't good and I said well my parents are discovering how the annuity works right now because they have one and they were they were actually kind of disappointed in it they're disappointed in the outcome of it and that's because we showed them how to do it better (laughs) (laughs) so they were like what yeah and then so anyways but yeah so there's a reason why financial gurus do not like annuities yeah and the thing is mm -hmm. now let me just defend annuities for a second okay I guess if you're not going to do anything then fine go ahead yeah so the thing is is that you have a choice, all yeah. right? You are either going to learn how to do it or you're going to have to trust somebody to do it for you. Right. And if you're trusting somebody to do it for you who has limited access to what you would have as a, as a trader. Like the tools of a trader. The tools yeah. of a trader. Because the they're regulated by the government. They're regulated yeah. by the trading So they have to put you into funds, right? Yeah. Like mutual funds, which in bear markets and in sideways markets actually don't go up, but they keep charging you fees. So they typically go down. All right. Because you're paying it out, even yeah. though the funding's going So down. if you don't know what so you're you doing them. and you're not going to do it yourself, then you are left to whatever these financial um, advisors are going to put you in. And that's 92%. the cost of doing business. That's just what it is. You're not willing yeah. to do it yourself. That's what it is. According to most reports, 92% of the financial gurus will underperform the market over time. Mm. So you are making your choice. You are either going to learn how to do it yourself or you're going to give your so money So you just to said the financial else. gurus are underperforming the markets? Even I the thought financial those... gurus. Well, I thought that... You're not meaning market I'm not, makers. I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm not talking about the, the big guys, the Wall Street people who have been trained on Wall Street. I'm talking oh. about financial planners. Oh. I'm talking about fund managers. Oh, okay. They underperform the market over time. Okay. And you have to expect that because here's the deal. If you are paying me to trade for you, even if I'm doing better than the market, I still need to be paid. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking my fee out. I'm taking all of my money out first and then giving you the rest. And even if I'm outperforming the market because of my fee, now what I give you is underperforming the market. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. But the thing is, is that if you don't want to learn how to do it yourself, then it's the only choice you've got. And that's the cost of doing right? business. Yes. So should you be... A, upset should it upset you that these instruments that they're handing you are are not paying well and they're limited and, mm-hmm. yeah and you still pay them to underperform the market i say no i say no the the laborer is worthy <laughs> of their hire okay yeah the guys they deserve to be paid yeah and, mm-hmm. and so you know the undereducated in the financial world are constantly underperforming. They're constantly being taken advantage of by those that know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. but are being paid to do it for them. Mm -hmm. And that's pitiable. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what, but if, if, if they don't want to learn to do it themselves, it's better than doing nothing. Right. Right? Exactly. Like don't sit in fear and stagnate, you know, try to develop, you know, your talents, you know, don't bury it. Like try to, develop that money and and develop it so if you're unhappy with the way things are going change it yeah but you're gonna have to change it yourself because you know what if 92 percent are underperforming the market and you want to outperform the market trying to find that that eight percent 
yeah, good luck. You never know who it is. Okay. Well, unless you're in the right circles and then so-and-so tells you so-and-so and and, uh, maybe you should get the broker where the congressman called. That's (laughs) what I'm just talking about because they know what's going on and forex <laughs> and they have insider there, training but we're right. not insider training mm. yeah, sorry <laughs> there's <right>. my hypothesis <laughs> anyway i wanted to approach another um another headline really fast okay mm-hmm. and this one from ray dalio ray dalio he did really well in his fund he was one of the eight percent okay now he's retired mm-hmm. okay and so don't go and run to his company anymore all right, because he's retired. But he did really well. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. They might have someone good there. They might, but okay. you don't know. And that's that's the problem, right? Yeah, okay. Because only time will tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here Ray Dalio is, and he still gets interviewed all the time. And one of the things he's looking at that I've been concerned about for a long time is that we are in the beginning. And this, these are his words, okay? Mm-hmm. We are in, at the beginning of a late, big cycle debt crisis when you are producing too much debt and have a shortage of buyers for that debt. Okay, so here's what's going on. Mm. Um, we have we have all of these companies out there that have been subsisting while the rates were really low. Mm-hmm. They have built up debt in the forms of corporate bonds. Mm-hmm. And now, while production is down, mm-hmm. because everybody but Walmart <laughs> right, mm-hmm. is down right now, everybody at Walmart and the food, uh, you know, Kroger and things like that, they're mm-hmm. down. Uh, because because this is a rotten economy, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Walmart's up, Target not so much. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who would have thought? Anyway, um, so everything's down, <laughs> but these people have been building up. They've been growing really fast mm-hmm. based on being able to borrow at really low rates. Right. So when rates were at two percent, then they they started building up all of their corporate debt, mm-hmm. and they would simply put up one store after another so that it could grow really fast, mm-hmm. faster than they naturally would with the profits that they've got. But it was worth it because the debt came at only 2%. And they were going to make more than that by opening the store. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Now the problem is, is that rates are now way higher. Mm-hmm. Right? Now they're at 5.5%. And that's what the corporate debts are going for. And that's more than double what they have to pay. But they've got these bonds that they haven't paid off. They're earning less money but they still have to come up with money for the bonds. What's going to happen? Okay. I and don't know. Like if it was bond, me who was like thinking it's going to be a bailout. Okay. It's going to be a bailout or we're going to see companies start to fail. We're going to see zombie companies. They can't grow anymore. They can't advertise anymore. And so they simply have a slow die. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and, and so, and so that's the next thing in the market that is really going to be scary. That's going to mostly hurt. You know, you're still going to have Amazon, which is on good, solid footing, okay. maybe doing well. Apple, maybe. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and buy those things. We're not. We're just saying. Right? I'm just there's saying. There's still that, some solid companies, so you need to be looking and, for and the, the solid companies. trading company. Like, like, if you don't see a good, like, in the charts, you don't see good things happening in the charts, mm-hmm. go to another chart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Only look at the quality. Anyway, yeah. so you know what 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 is going on here is we've got a whole bunch of companies that that are going to be really suffering, but you're not going to see it as much in the S and P index or the Nasdaq index, but you are certainly going to see it in the mutual funds. Mm. Mutual funds, you know, don't have the vast majority of of uh, what they're doing like the S and P. And can they kick people Apple. out like the S and P does? Like. Dude, your company's starting to Oh, yeah, they simply be... sell off the stock, right? Yeah, like, well, the S&P does, right? But, like, the mutual funds, do they... Oh, sure. 
do they kick the stock? They'll get rid of it. They'll just say if they want to. If they want to. Right? If not, then they won't. Right. right. Or do they give you a C group of that company? They because could. like I've looked at my like when I've had well like at the four hundred one k's and stuff. I looked at them like what the heck does C group and D group <laughs> of the same company mean? And then in this group, there's A group. Like is that a worse is that a worse fund of the company or something or one of their subsidiaries that like sucks? Like that's that was my question. Yes, yes, and four hundred one k's are most mostly mutual funds. The vast majority of mutual funds are dogs. All right. That's just the way things go. And they're going to continue to be dogs, especially in this, because if they're owning some of these companies that are going to be suffering because of this debt Mm -hmm. crunch that is coming, Mm -hmm. right, because of the rates, then they're going to well underperform. They always underperform the markets almost Mm -hmm. all all the time, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to way underperform the markets in the future. Mm. And that's what I want to warn everybody about. Okay, so whether the whether the mar- the markets catch up with the economy and start dropping, or whether this debt bubble simply robs um, all of the mutual funds, it's really mm-hmm. irrelevant. All right, it's, and maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe it, that, it and maybe instead of the markets like crashing or something like that, maybe it's the mutual fund. 401k industry that's going to crash or something i don't know like because i'm just looking at i'm like why is it still inflated why hasn't why hasn't there been i mean well it goes down when the vast majority of people sell instead of buy that's true that doesn't happen until people get more fearful than they are bullish when more fearful than greedy that's true and while the news is telling everybody how wonderful things are going to be in the future if they don't know any better if they're not looking at the reports then it's going to keep going up well that's and fine. Maybe for that's traders. fine. And that's fine for investors that know what they're doing who have stops in place or puts in place and are ready to take advantage of Until it gaps. You know, of drops. <laughs> well, and yeah. puts puts will take care of the gaps, right? Okay. Puts puts don't care if there's a gap. Now stops, you'll blow through the gap. Yeah. The, I was like I'm I'm thinking I was just like thinking about the puts and I'm like, oh, okay. Like I mean like in your options, mm-hmm. yeah, because then it just says, No, we agreed upon this price. You're That's going exactly to right. pay. You are this, guaranteed to get out at a certain price at if a you certain, own that option. At a certain price, right? Or right. if or if you bought something, you know, you bought a call or something like that. No, you're paying for that and you're paying for it at that price. We don't care if it went down thirty hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Well, yeah, so like, you're call, paying for that. You yeah, know, if you bought a call, then you don't care how far it goes up. You are going to gain from every dollar above where you bought the call at, right? Right. So I don't know. Buying, I'm really You're tired. buying the call. <laughs> yeah, you're buying the call thinking, all right, it's at this price, and I've just guaranteed that I can buy it at this price. Yeah, you just so let, care. Yeah, so so as long as the price stock. is higher than it, then that's fine. Oh, yeah. But, you, but you, like, you've made money on your call. But if it goes lower, if it goes lower. Then your, your call is useless. Your call you, is useless. You agreed okay. to buy it at a certain price. When you have a put, when you've bought a put, then you have agreed with somebody that they will buy it from you uh-huh. at a certain price. All right. So, so yeah. for let, let's say that I owned. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Th- that I owned a stock that that r- is right now valued at twenty six dollars. Yeah. And I have a put that says I have the right to sell it at twenty six dollars for the next six months. Mm-hmm. Now I don't care how low that stock goes. It, it can go. It can go all the way to zero. Right. I still get to sell. It can go out of business. I still get to sell for the next six months. My shares at at twenty six dollars. And if you're the one who who who's if, on the opposite no. side of that yeah. trade, you have to pay that money no matter what. Exactly. And, and so it. You know. Anyway. So like. Sorry, guys. I'm really tired. <laughs> it's been a long. It's been a long week. But no. like, my whole point is, is that like, that's why it's such a good insurance. 
point yes. is because it doesn't blow through your stops. And and so like when when there is huge market, when markets go down really fast, yeah, huge market upsets, it can blow through your stops. And that's why you can't just like trade and walk away. You have to monitor your you have to monitor any trade that you're in. Yes. To but, make sure that but it's but not options are a little stops. bit different. They options are. Options are insurance policies. You can go ahead. Once you have that. Yeah. Go ahead. Go on vacation. Right. You're good because you've got a guarantee. Uh, you, you've got a guaranteed sell price or a guaranteed buy price. And, and uh, so... As much as you can it. have it, you That's got right. it. So there you go. Yep. Anyway, uh, to learn more about this and other Did I confuse people things, on the radio? Sorry. I mean, on the uh, podcast. I, I we'll see. I think you're fine. I think we're all right. You know right. what? Yeah, you're good. Sorry. All right. Yeah. To learn more about uh, how to trade, how to invest, um, stocks, options, futures, Forex, give us a call. Get into one of our free classes. All right. Or give us a call and say, hey, free class isn't for me. I'm actually ready to start. And we'll talk about classes. All right. Stocks, options, futures, Forex. Um, I'd suggest you go to the three-day market timing class where we talk about all of them first. And we even have like a class called Strategic Investor. And that one is for people who are like, you know what? I just, just need to, I just need to understand how to protect my wealth, like my stocks yeah. that I have, wealth management. What do I want to do with this? You know, that's for you. And and it's a great class. People love that class. Oh, yeah. And it's you don't one have... one of the best classes we have. Yeah, it's one of the best classes we have. So... Yep. So just contact great. us for any of that kind of thing. All right, free class or, or not. Give us... Uh, I, you can give us a call. You can look us up uh, for your local center. Um, or you can just go to www.tradingacademy.com and get registered for one of our classes and learn more. All right. Boy, Love to see you here. You really put that calm in there. So like, let's uh, try that calm. again. Do it, right. do it a little bit in a positive way. www.tradingacademy.com. Well, I'm going to leave that up to you. That was beautiful. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Hey, we'll see you all next week. Bye.